This is part three of the Robiat deep dive. If you haven't listened to part one or two, then you should probably do that first. Um, without further ado, here it is. The second zone is where everything really, really went wrong. Was that uh, by the monument? It had to be the first one. It was a giant building that we kept circling around because the Winter Soldier was also out, like just stalking humans. Yeah. Yeah. The second, the second zone would have been around. Uh, like Baker Hall dorms and things like that. So there's a bunch of like breezeways that you can cut through and things and weird connections yep. in there. Yep. And it was, it there's a good amount there. of green space too, but you'd never but if you're not familiar with the campus, you really never know when the green when the green space is gonna open up. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I also remember going to ship pretty early because after we got the briefing and everything, like as as humans do, but as we were getting ready to roll out. You kind of had like a couple of humans who were locals who were getting ready to like they were the ones doing the planning. I, I specifically remember the bros uh, trying to like step up and like you know run point for the humans on this one, and because like uh, Pat and Klosmeyer had like one of those giant hundred round tub box things of suction darts from Busby just clipped to their belt. And they were like, yeah, this is how we're going to fill the buckets, because, like, I have all these darts that we don't need, so we're just going to use these, and it'll be fine. And so, like, I remember they were the ones, you know, running, like I said, running point on the mission for us, and we were just kind of, you know, along for the ride and to support them. Um, I remember Pat got into the first zone with a couple other bros at the beginning, and they started getting swarmed. And I remember them looking back and being like, guys, you need to push up and help us, and the humans... As, you know, calling back to the human hive mind episode, uh, just watched and they all got yep. swarmed. And a lot of the people who had like been the ones with the plan just immediately got murked in the first zone. And for the human perspective, it very much just became improv the rest of the mission <laughs> as far yeah. as like what all, the hell's our plan. All of your generals and colonels were just cut down in front of your eyes. What do you do? Uh, panic is mostly the word because I'll panic. All I really, the only fan, like the only flashes I have of crawling around and under and through and just dodging and dipping and diving away from uh, the winter winter soldier shots in in stage two is just like constant panic in every group of humans I ran into. I'm kind of glad he left me alone for that. <laughs> oof. I think in zone three was actually where I died. Um, I got... Zone three was a giant wide open area. Yep. Yep. That sounds right. Uh, I remember a noodler coming from my right and like there were people on my right who just did nothing about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he came through and he got me and I was like, well, can't contest that one. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, so I died. Um, the really funny part here, one of my fa- like one of my funny anecdotes as a whole from this story, though, was I died. Uh, Anna did not. Anna was still alive. And so she spent the next, like, 20 minutes trying to die. Like, you know how you do when you just, like, clearly are not really protecting yourself? So she would stand way in front of the human line before a charge or, like, just kind of wander off aimlessly. (laughs) And, of course, what should happen but everybody was being really nice to her all of a sudden and not killing her. Like, at one point, um, 
she was her her retaliator was out and she didn't realize it. The raider was out and she didn't realize it, so she was just priming and pulling the trigger with nothing happening. And the zombie <laughs> was right in front of her and stopped and said, "Oh, you're not actually shooting anything. Go ahead and reload. I'll wait." Damn! Was like what? No. no. And I, think, I, I think Anna was just telling me last night that like as she would just wander further and further away from the humans, that like several people like Caden among them would just be like what the fuck are you doing she's like trying to die so they would follow her around and protect her against her will <laughs> she was just like Aww. she it came to the point where she was almost lunging after zombies to try to die because she didn't want to play as a human when i was dead so it's one thing happened. to aggro the special it's another thing to aggro the, the zombie themselves I, I just recall her being like oh you saw tyler go down okay i want to die now and just like wandering off, and I do remember her standing out in front, with, like during charges. But I didn't know it took her that long to die. It, it took dead. her much longer than it should have for somebody who was out of shits to die. Like the real kicker there was, hey, you're not actually firing anything. Go ahead and reload real quick. No, kill me. Uh... Please kill me. Kill me. <laughs> so I so that... the end of zone three was like, or the entrance to from three to four was in my memory, like, a set of stairs leading to a small entrance that was, was the tunnel. Yep, you're right. It's a set of yeah. stairs that go up into a small breezeway and then, a and then a set of stairs down. Yep, yep, that was it. And we, like, we had to hold until the tunnel was open or something, and that was a long hold. Like, it probably was only about a minute or something, but that was a long hold with ball shifts coming in here. Like I can only dodge so far on stairs. Oh yeah. That, that was definitely the, honestly, probably the highlight of that mission because it, it was that choke point that all the humans were like, Oh man, we might actually be able to, to hold here. Like this is a good point where most of the Bolsheviks had thrown it. The humans had parted and then it was in the courtyard. And like, I mean, they can't really get to their ball. So the, the, the thing, what I remember, for what it's worth, um, there, there is actually a second way into that courtyard without going inside, um, but it's not always open. And luckily for the zombies, that entryway off to the south was open. And so what really did it in for the humans was they were defending fairly well at that, like, that choke point. The problem was a couple of zombies snuck in the side and then everybody about faced because, Oh crap, they're in behind us. <laughs> yep. And then that, the whole human line just collapsed as a result of that. Um, that. That was probably the most beautiful way for that mission to go. Um, but it, it was the zombies locked out and were able to sneak around and get in behind that, that choke point. Um, one of the things that was also in the mission briefing was some of the territories were special territories. They were the ones that like, if you looked at the map of like the partitions of the grass, those were the ones that were typically a little further out of the way. Like you'd have to connect more territories, but those were worth uh, noodles or shields or some kind of special uh, that they, the zombies could just immediately pick up. So if they prioritized quick forward advancement they would get fewer specials but if they really hung around they could earn a few more specials and then pick back up i don't think the zombies actually prioritized those specials but it was something on like 
it was on the menu. Interesting. Yeah, I I remember the line collapsing and us abandoning and going through the tunnel and like the last bit wasn't I don't recall the like stage four to be difficult. It was more of like a okay, Saigon this. Oh, for sure. Um, that last point there was there's like a a circular area with one large tree, and we declared that was a safe zone. And at the end of the mission, um, that area would be completely safe, and you know the helicopters would come in. And like you said, it was Saigon. It was the one place for them to hole up. And we did see that it was active the whole time. So a lot of humans immediately just ran for the safe zone and just kept taking pot shots outside it. But it's like, oh fuck, that's I do remember that. Yeah, at, at that point, like you're not accomplishing the objective of keeping them from pushing forward. And of course, if humans just bail for that point too early, then zombies get all of their bonus special stuff. Uh, this is also a, a brief callback to another episode. Uh, the ending of this mission was where I saw the famous uh, a unnamed person uh, pulling a bottle of Jaeger out of their backpack, slugging it, throwing it in there and being like, damn, that's two so far today, and then strolling off into the distance. <laughs> this mission took place at like noon or 1 p.m. or something. No. Yeah, I think yeah. it ended at it was four. like three, like three to four. Yeah, was it okay? Still, when that guy was like, That's my second bottle of Jaeger today, I was like, What the fuck? So, you know, I just watched basically everybody. Yeah, everybody. Bogue died either that mission or the one before. No, uh, no, no, Bogue lived no, the final Bogue is still alive. Are you sure? Oh, I'm yeah. 100% sure that Bogue lived till final stand on this. Anyways, yep. like, I'd seen all these, all of these people go down, uh, a bunch of my friends among them, and, you know, we were, I guess, uh, we got an early final stand because of how, how few humans were left. It was dark. Nah, it's... Uh, well, it, it started in the sunlight, it ended in the darkness. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I thought it ended, like, at twilight. No, it was definitely dark. I mean, it had just... It it was like the latter stage of Twilight. But yeah, what we did was we had planned... Um, after the Vietnam mission, we were going to do a recess, just like a, a fun uh, PvP that some other schools had done of just like, hey, you guys showed up with your blasters, so come out and play some Nerf War games. Um, but because, you know, UGC time is what it is, and the, the Vietnam mission was special... It was scheduled to be from like two to three, roughly. I think it was like three thirty when we finally got that off. And so, because it was so late, everyone was getting kind of hungry, and yeah. people were already pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> so it was just kind of like a. We just asked the players, "Hey, um, that mission was a shit show. Do you just want to skip the recess, and do you want to skip the mission after that? Because I mean, we think these are good numbers for a finale." It would be a lot more fun if we ended it after this. Um, and everybody was in great spirits. Like um, that, That's why I said this, this game was a beautiful disaster because so much of it went so wrong, especially early on. That first night just was awful. Um, but and, and like we said, so much of it needed retooled right there last minute. And actually that morning, um, Saturday morning, one of the mods came in and was like, hey, did you know they're doing some kind of like carnival thing on that, that south area where we were going to do the Vietnam? 
I about lost my mind right there because it was like, God damn it. We lost the oval. We're going to lose this too. And thankfully, by the time we started the mission, they had scattered. So it wasn't a problem. But like this game was so poised to go so wrong. And then suddenly everyone loved Fiat Rom because of the way that it went down. It just, it couldn't have gone down perfect, like in any better way. It was beautiful and everybody who had been kind of annoyed because of previous mission mechanics or just the weather or anything else was in a better mood and everybody else was just too drunk to care. So, <laughs> like, hey, humans, I'm what do you want to do? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was, so we were just like, hey, humans, what do you want to do? And they were like, uh, yeah, we want food. We were like, okay, cool. So we'll just push up the finale and that's great. Um, so they demanded a skit out of us because uh, they all seemed to like the really derpy. Uh, yeah. Didn't we do field briefing for this? What was that? Didn't we do a field briefing for this? What, what do you mean? Like we did a skit and then we briefed them while they while they were actually out on the field. We didn't go back to. That sounds did right. We go, yeah. Or did we go back to the room? I don't think we went back to the room. You mean for the finale? Yeah, for the finale. No, we we did a briefing beforehand. Uh, we. Because we had everybody after the Vietnam mission, they all came back to the briefing room because that's what we did. And that's when we asked people, hey, what do you want to do? And they overwhelmingly said, yeah, we just we just want to do the finale. So we sent them on their way. We were like, hey, whatever. It's it's free play time and, you know, have fun. Meet us back here at whenever, uh, probably like six or something. Um, and we we did brief them for the finale because I remember giving that briefing Um Oh, I know we did the briefing. I just thought it might have been out on the field rather than in the in the room. No, it was in the room because I remember. Uh, I don't. I'll talk about this in a second, but I remember breaking a promise and laughing. At it. Uh, it was a good time. Anyway, um, we. I know that in the interim, we had a point when uh, because the humans were mildly entertained or somewhat receptive to our uh, our derpy like plot things, they made us do a skit for the mission that we were skipping. But we didn't have anything planned. Like, honestly, I brought the wrong copy of the scripts. And there was just a blank, like, there was nothing written. And so we came up with something really stupid last minute. And just totally UGC won that shit. And uh, the players were like, okay, whatever. And then we moved on. So that, that was like most of the afternoon. <laughs> I do, yeah, that was also the dinner break where um, we went to B-dubs, and for whatever reason, we were just, like, insatiably hungry, so we ate all of our food, and then Scotty just decided to stick a straw in some chili con queso dip and sip it. It was delicious and exactly the amount of HP I needed for the final. So speaking of the final... right before that? No, no, we just went to B-dubs. This is like right at the corner from right, right around like walking distance. Could have sworn y'all left. No, we stayed for final. Um, in fact, I think some of your pit people came with us to beat ups for that. Uh, and we ate with them. But then, yeah, then we came back for final. And that's where one of the greatest HVZ props ever happened. <laughs> well, so props, costumes, whatever was, you want to call it. Yeah, well, the final was a hold point. What, what were we holding against exactly? What were you holding against, you say? Mm-hmm. Well, were you dead at this time? No, I was, I was alive. Okay, so um, that, that brings it back to what I was saying about breaking a promise. Um, in a prior game, 
we had come up with the idea of a boss fight and we had uh, Danger Rave in a, he was on stilts. He had a ridiculous like skeleton mask on. Um, he had multiple glow sticks on his chest. He had small buckets taped to him. Like he was really obvious and he was stationed on the oval. Okay. So this was a night mission, you know, years prior. And I kid you not, despite the fact that the man is on stilts and has all this ridiculous stuff and he has noodles on his arms. Okay. And there are a couple of people hanging around him just as handlers, just in case he fell or needed help or something. And there were humans that complained I didn't see the boss. I didn't, I couldn't find him like <laughs> bad mods. So I said, okay, fine. I will, because during that briefing, I had said, I mean, you'll, you'll know it when you see it, you know, it's this obvious thing. You got to put the balls in the buckets. You, you guys will figure it out. Clearly that was not okay. I will never say you'll know it when you see it again. So come to this mission and <laughs> I, I, I just chuckled to myself and I was like, okay, I know I, I said I would never say this, but for the love of God, you will know it when you see it. Like, you cannot miss this. Um, there was a, it was a big boss fight and we had constructed a large robot that was probably, I think it was 10 feet wide because it was the full length of like an uncut piece of PVC. It, it was it was stupidly this goddamn thing waddles out like from behind. I was speechless. I'm still impressed. It's, I, I need it for my wall. I need a bigger wall, but still, because it was, it was like it. ten feet tall and or ten feet wide, and it had to have been at least nine, eight, nine feet tall when when people were operating it. Oh yeah, it was it was massive. Um, it was so large that uh, in order to get the cardboard that we needed to cover it, we had to go to like a, a, like a cardboard manufacturer that deals in the like thousands and thousands of units. Like you can order like a million boxes from them and that's just, you know, an order they process. Um, and so we drove up in, uh, in this tiny like sedan and we're like, yeah, we need like four. And they're like, four what? And it's like, you know, what five feet by five feet sheets of cardboard we're just getting as large of a contiguous piece as possible and they were pissed at us because they were like dude what are you clowns doing like you need to leave like this is just (laughs) (laughs) and meanwhile they're like okay how are you gonna how are you gonna get it home and we're like no no worries and we just folded it up in their parking lot and they're just like what the fuck guys chucked it in a sedan and drove off so uh, yeah i don't think they would want our repeat business but like this thing was huge and we spray painted it bright red uh the torso we to the point where we ran out of all of the spray paint that we bought for that um which was a crap ton uh and then had a giant gold star on the chest (laughs) uh for what if it the legs were operated by two different people. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, each leg was thing, one person. Yeah, so each leg was one person, and that was how we maneuvered it across campus. Like, they picked it up by being inside the legs, and they had these little, like, eye ports that they could see out of. Um, and then what we did was, with all of the extra dryer duct that we had, and, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, they come in, like, 20-foot, 
lengths. We just cut it in half and have these ridiculously wiggly noodle arms uh, attached to the thing. And we put little side holes and PVC poles so they could like use the poles to wiggle around the noodles. Um, well, like the dryer duct arms. So it was this giant, massive legged, massive torso thing with these tiny, long, shrimpy arms. It was delightful. It, and, it, and a small, well, comparatively very small block head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. It, it was... It was so ridiculous that, like, wait, this is a thing that can kill me in the game? Just looking at it, like, I thought it was plywood for a long time before I really looked at the pictures. Like, it looked like you could just throw it on me, and I would, I, I'd bail over, like, right on my ass. It was huge. Oh, yeah, um, the, I had a lot of fun because all I was doing was just filming it. Like, I basically just said, uh, you know, after we explained the mission, I led the humans over, and I let, well, I led everybody over. Um, and then I basically said, you know, when everybody was ready, three, two, one, go. But it was really fun to watch people's reactions of like they round the corner and they see this derpy, massive thing waiting for them. It's like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so remind me what the mechanics for killing it were, though. Yeah. Um, so what I have in the notes over here is that the players would have to retrieve a certain number of glow sticks as just a token system. So they were they were in certain collection points, and you would have to retrieve a certain number of them to create um, like ammo. And I think yeah, it says each human may receive up to three. But at this point, I mean, this looks like again kind of a an in progress document I have because it's all just like they require X glow sticks. I really don't know how many, um, but essentially they'd have to trade those glow sticks that they had received into demolisher rockets. <laughs> so then you would have to take the demolisher rocket, put it in um, an XBZ, and, and then you'd have to hit the, the star in the center of the chest. And from that point, then, oh no, the robot has lost one point of HP and it moves on to the next location. And then you just have to do that across five locations on campus. And I think the humans had to earn at least three. Humans had to get three kills. Yeah. So they had five chances, three kills. And this thing was going to move most of the way across campus. It, uh, I mean, I know you guys have talked about Joe holding it off. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. To the second point before all the humans got wiped. But yeah. really valiant effort. Joe got a hit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. And he got yeah, a few. He single-handedly did. <laughs> yeah. And then died I, shortly after. Like, I remember the first and just seeing the stupid, <laughs> horrible thing in front of me. Um, and then the second was where I got incapped, and I, I, I still feel bad, because uh, the nearest thing to me was about 80 feet away because uh, we were in small like well a larger courtyard with green on it the closest thing to me was a lamppost so i ran up to it and i start counting and i get to like 45 ish seconds and then i catch motion I mean, i'm watching the battle unfold uh the humans are doing very badly and things are getting fucked because it was point two um Anyways, I catch motion out of the out of my left, and there's a zombie, and she's lunging at me. And so, 
I do a, th- a like a 360 with my back to the pole around expecting to like just you know have her go by and her shoulder just slams into the, the lamppost and like I drop a sock on her leg and I'm like are you f-ing okay and she's like oh yeah I'm fine I'm all right I'm good and like you know I got to 60 I made sure she was fine and rejoined the humans as they scattered but still like oof that sucked Dick move, Scotty. Stunning before you even find out if she's okay. Oh no! Like after she's like, no, don't. You said she she ran into the pole and then you dropped the sock on her first and then said, "Hey, are you okay?" Oh no, I'm misremembering events. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say you just the make sure you around. get the stun in there before you make sure that the person's okay. The other way around. Okay, I'm just I'm messing with you. Okay. Um. How many different points were there? I was a zombie, so I was just following along. Um, and I remember Joe doing his soloing thing. Then I remember the ending, but how many points were there total? Uh, there, uh, supposed to be five. there were five points, but it was first to three, so the robot never made it to the fifth point. Oh, Wait, okay. the robot was killed? No, not by the players. Uh, okay, so essentially... Oh, because we, we wouldn't have had enough chances anyways. Yeah, the... So there were five chances. You had to get three of them. Um, the first one was successful. So it moved on, but at the cost of the vast majority of the humans. And pretty much anybody who was still alive at that point got wiped while they were trying to book it for the second point. Um, yeah, I remember that's where I got got. Yeah, and so it just, it became just, I mean, you know, humans fleeing get killed. So... Uh, unless you're Joe or one of the sock ninjas or somebody like that. Um, And so he got to the point where he had earned the missile. He got the missile. He's doing flips all over Browning Amphitheater, (laughs) shoots the missile. It misses. Like it hits the thing, but it doesn't hit on the star. And so we're like, no, got to try the next point. But then it, of course, moves on. We we were on point three, uh, which was at the RPAC. Uh, like the top of the RPAC Plaza. And that was going to be the third point when, you know, I mean, we saw Joe die right around the amphitheater. And so I'm pretty sure he was one of the final humans. And it was basically just like, everybody showed up like, eh, uh, uh, okay, I guess, I guess they're all dead. Cool. To, nice. to, to put That's something... about right. Yeah. Um, because... To put some to put some things in perspective if you if you get into like the high rounds of call of duty zombies where you're just kind of running around waiting 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 and then shooting a bunch that that was joe at finale he was there was a trail of zombies behind him and he was just running forever that's what it was pretty much benny healthy and all yeah i uh so after the big scatter i ended up running into two others and we picked up one more and we're just like running around and i i know we like entered the area to Tyler, you were there, right? When Joe did his big old flipping socks out of his mouth. Yeah, I was yeah. there for that. <laughs> okay. What were you still there when me and these other three guys like just accidentally rounded a corner into the tail end of the, yep. the horde? Cause it was yeah. you, Evan, Nunn, Bogue, and maybe Curry. Um, and I remember, I remember standing next to Zombie Pat Webster, who had been given a dodgeball. And when he saw those last couple of humans come around the corner, I always described it as, "I saw the hate of a million dying suns burning in his eyes <laughs> as he just like God spiked a dodgeball into Evan Nunn's spine and murdered him." 
as yep. I watched the other three of you running away into the night. That and was, then, yeah, you guys got chased um, down and, like, cornered in a loading dock or something. And, like, y'all got picked off. But the first one I remember was Pat just murdering Evan with that dodgeball, and it was hilarious. Yep. And that then we were among the last to wander into uh, the, re- the into the horde and, well, everybody else. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was... That was and that, that was it. They just kind the of... The humans eventually all just made their own decisions to have their little deaths and then everybody died and then we sat in a circle we we made a big circle saying kumbaya that's not what we we shouted that's not what we shouted at all but we're not going to talk about what we actually shouted oh yeah yeah that was that was funny (laughs) Uh, to provide context um osu and the state next door's state school have a fun rivalry, and so the three choice words, one of which is not safe for children. I mean, none of this show is, but you get the point. That's true. We have explicit tags on all of our episodes. Ooh, ooh, it'll be like Netflix Kids, five minute respawn, kids. No, it's just gonna Anywho. be censors for like half the episode. Anywho, um. So yeah, so okay, so that's basically the whole game. Uh, for the mods, do you guys have any any final thoughts or any wrap up notes or anything that you, you didn't get to cover in there that you wanted to make sure you mentioned about this game? Well, Greg, do you have anything? I mean, I've got some stuff, but I I don't have too much. Unfortunately, for most of this game, I was off to the side, manning, making sure something off to the side went well. Mm. An important job, nonetheless. Very true. Okay, well, Schmitty, go ahead. Light us, light us up with your final thoughts here. Well, I mean, I mentioned earlier that this game almost didn't happen at all. Um, and for, I really don't want to go in depth into it because I could spend all night talking about it. But for what it's worth, this game was one of the last, like, good, lucid moments for the club where, like, the club still functioned and we still had a large player base. There were a few games after that. Um, I mean, we were our final invitational was 2017, spring 2017, right, Greg? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, but this was one of the last times when a lot of the older players, like the veterans, still showed up. Um, this was the last like bro SU showing. Um, you know, Pat and uh, Caden were some of the last bros that were still around. Um, Purple Ninja showed up, I think, the game after this. But, you know, I mean, the the old player base, this was pretty much it. Um, and a year prior, literally to the day, um, there was an attempted coup in the organizational team. Um, so because of the fallout of that and the number of mods that we lost and players that we lost as downstream effects of a bunch of kids trying to do a power grab in a club that's all about playing tag with nerf um definitely still not salty about that to this day uh (laughs) but because of that it was really satisfying that literally a year later um what looked like a disaster unfolding like became something awesome and everybody came together and fucking loved it. And the fact that we're all uh, chanting beep boop, this seriously, the number of times a bunch of drunk players came up to me and they were like, beep boop. <laughs> I was, that was really, 
really satisfying as someone who who poured a lot of himself into this game. Yeah, because they weren't. They I weren't forgot. Zombies. We, they weren't zombies. We, it, in the game. They were Romulanists. That's right. Oh yeah, because I, I guess this is an important distinction now that we're here at the end of this. On a very technical level, Ohio State does not play humans versus zombies. They play uh, infection. infection. Yeah, because copyright law or whatever it was with the original humans versus zombies. So that's why, like, sometimes in their other in you know, I think it's happened in other games. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. That like they're not always zombies. Sometimes they're monsters. Or like in this one, they were the robots. Um, I know they've been aliens before. Yeah. But yeah, I do remember now, now that you mentioned the beep boop thing, that at the end of the final stand, sitting in the circle, like with everybody's arms around, I think we sang Carmen Ohio, but with the lyrics just being beep boop. Yep. 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 Good. I remember that now. That was fun. Alive. So uh, do you have any other final thoughts or any other anecdotes that you wanted to throw in from this one? So I think uh, for me, at least, um, so at my first um, YSU game, and my memory might be fucky because I was a freshman and I didn't know anyone, but I think that when I was OZing at YSU, I tagged someone who, by visual cues, I associated as being one of the Sock Ninjas, and that like I just caught him off guard, and that was a really proud moment of me. And then I think when I came down to his game, he tagged me after a Bolshevik rush in the finale, and so... I thought that was beautifully poetic. Hmm. And he may have, if if only a few of the Sock Ninjas were showing up, maybe he was like an imitator because like tech just kind of travels. But like, I'm pretty sure the same guy who I got at YSU is who got me at that game. Also, yeah, just I had like random, like out of body experiences. Not that's the wrong phrase, but just exp- like just dissociative. Exp- nope, that's wrong too. Of just like seeing like everyone dying around me in the finale through Bolshevik or whatever, and then finally like just as I'm taking everything in, just dying myself, and that was really cool. Thanks. Yeah, um, I remember. I mean, I just remember it being really fun. Uh, like I said, I died pretty early in this one, and I was only there for Saturday. Um, but the props were really funny. The costuming was fantastic. Like when Terra Soldier, uh, I remember the first time I had been briefed on it. But like other people had seen him Friday night and I had it. So I remember rounding the corner and like hearing somebody yell like, oh, shit, it's the Winterra soldier. And I turned around like, you know, your first reaction should be like a little bit of panic or to like, you know, run. And I think I just started laughing because I was like, what the fuck? What is this guy wearing right now? And then I came to my senses and like ran away. Um, the giant robot boss, like that's up there with, you know, top five greatest HVZ costumes ever uh oh, absolutely mm-hmm. um and it was also uh you know like schmitty said this was a one of the last osus where the osu teams were there i remember that like even non-osu that a lot of people um that i liked seeing for games were at that one named like evan nunn and some of the ball state crew um curry was there for that one uh so like yeah it was a really fun gathering of some of the old heads uh, to get together to play, which was in its last days at that time, whether we knew it or not. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts, to be honest, are that... Oh, shit. Sorry, Brain, you're gonna have to edit. I lost my train of thought. You're good. Um, I'm making our album oh, art for this episode. There we go. Um, my final thoughts are to thank 
Greg and Schmitty for coming on the show and telling us all about this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for because I've kind of heard a lot of um, anecdotes like from YSU, and so a lot of those dives are just kind of a rehash. I love you guys, and but like I have more of that inside perspective because I'm so close to you guys, and so getting to talk to someone where none of us really had mod insight besides you, Greg, but I know you were kind of early in your career there, and so you didn't have that much. And so just getting a very fresh perspective on a very old game to me at this point is really cool. Who you call an old? You. That's been six years. Yeah. I'm pretty sure all of us, because we were all at that game. Yeah. And Schmitty especially for giving yeah for giving that untapped perspective that literally no one in my circles has and also thanks for sticking around i know you kind of i guess left as you left college or whatever maybe and then came back to tell us this that's like super awesome yeah thanks man yeah sure thing it's it's been a pleasure uh beep boop you're welcome (laughs) beep boop (laughs) okay uh well if nobody else has any other thoughts they want to throw in there this officially wraps up season one a five minute respawn. We did it. Yay. We Yay. Thank you. We made a thing that we're calling a season. Um, <laughs> so as you're hearing this, um, there's going to be a short break for the next couple weeks and or like month and a half or so. So I have no idea when you are listening to this at home right now. It should in- be mid June or maybe early July. Okay. But in August, you will hear us again. Um, we're going to be back. We, we will probably stay active on social media. Um, yeah. We're going to be putting out some feelers to have more guests on. Um, if you have a story that you really feel like needs to be told to, I don't want to say the world because that sounds pretentious, but to like a like, hundred people, like a couple hundred people you don't know. Yeah. Uh, let us know. Uh, you don't have to know us already to come on and tell these stories if you have a good one. So like reach out, let us know what's going on. Um, otherwise we've still got plenty of stuff that we can talk about. Uh, so thanks for rolling with us through season one and I'm Tyler. I'm Scotty. I'm brain. And there's two people from OSU who are very good friends of ours. And we'll see you next season. Bye. Bye. All right. So yeah, as Tyler said, uh, thanks for listening to season one. Uh, reach out to us if you've got a cool story that you want told to, you know, our audience however small or big this ends up as we continue to do the show um be sure to keep tabs on us at the number five minute respawn on facebook and instagram um we do plan on launching a patreon soon look out for it we will be releasing an official video because we want to iron out what you would be patroning us for because we don't want to just ask for money and then not give you anything We already gave you a show, and we want that to be free and easily accessible, but, you know, we also enjoy and appreciate your support, and a lot of people are asking to support us, and they're just looking for an avenue how. So yeah, thanks for listening. Alright, I'm gonna mute. I gotta pee like- I gotta race like a piss horse.